money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money, David. I'm Dave Van Oppen here with my wife, Rebecca, and we're going to talk money today. It is the last Friday of the year. Yes. What kind of show, what kind of discussion, what kind of talk are we going to have on the last show of the year? Well, we are planning to talk about gratitude and contentment, and uh, and it flows right out of our month of conversation about generosity and giving. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I am whip tired today. <laughs> I have to choose gratitude today and contentment. So it's really appropriate for me this morning. So if any of you are listening out there and not feeling too grateful, I'm right there with you some days. Reb is thankful to be in the studio with us today. That's great. (laughs) It's just you and I today. We have Uh, no other guests join us. So you can just be yourself. I can be myself. There you go. You might might not like that. I don't know. (laughs) So we have been talking about generosity the last number of weeks weeks and and we're really kind of have looked at the different aspects of generosity we've looked at uh, creating a generosity plan we had Steve Rolston in here mm-hmm. as a guest we've had Ray Borg from Compass Canada and some of the resources that they have available in terms of generosity we've really been focused in on this generosity but the one thing and this is really where we want to go today is this we haven't addressed this idea of contentment and gratitude and those are two big words, two big topics, and we only have a little bit of time. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna come back to this in in the next shows that, that are coming up for sure. We're gonna revisit, but we're gonna dig in a little bit. So, yeah, I got some scripture this morning that's really well known, um, and I just want to say to anyone listening, when you hear you know a verse spoken or shared by your pastor or here on the show. Go look it up and look at the context of those verses because I read a few of them, but even as I prepare for this morning, I read the whole package, verses before and after, and there is a flow to some of the verses that we sometimes grab out and just memorize or talk about, which is great, um, but in context, there's so much more richness. And I'm going to tell you why today in this particular one, and maybe you haven't ever looked at this before in this way. So I'm going to read some of the verses in Philippians 4, because I don't want to uh, read the whole chapter, although it would be really good. Okay, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate 
on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So that that's just snagging a portion of what Paul wrote to the Philippians. And what struck me, there's a couple things that struck me. One is that, uh, again, uh, Paul invites us to rejoice always. He reminds us that the Lord is near. Uh, in the New King James, it says the Lord is at hand. He reminds us that if we're anxious, we are to pour out our hearts. There is a picture I received, I think um, uh, it was in a book that I, I've come to love, Bread and Wine. I can't remember the name of her. Um, Shauna Nequist. I think she's Bill Hybels. Uh, daughter. She talks about having, uh, making an oil and vinaigrette salad dressing. Mm-hmm. And before you shake it, the oil's on the bottom and the vinegar's on the top. And prayer can be like that. You got to pour out the vinegar to get to that rich, anointing, good, powerful place with God where you just feel that comfort and the healing, soothing balm in prayer. And sometimes this verse reminds you of that. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, pour out the vinegar. When, mm-hmm. when we talk about rejoicing, it, you don't have to pretend. Rejoicing and gratitude isn't pretending that we're grateful. But it does it, take practice. It does. And it, it does take pouring out sometimes mm-hmm. those heartfelt things. I was up early this morning just writing in my journal things that were concerning me, mm-hmm. my worries, um, things that were, are near to my heart. Because I wasn't ready just to get right into it. But what's beautiful about it is when you pour out the vinegar... And it, the praise comes, and we read that all through the Psalms. Like, it's amazing. But but that's another point. But the other cool part of this is, okay, so then he says, meditate on those things which are good and pure and lovely, which is gratitude, mm-hmm. which is what, what, what are those things that are lovely? And he says, meditate on them, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is noble and lovely and good. But how much of our time is meditating on things that aren't so good, even? How many hours are we watching in front of the TV with stuff that's feeding our, our minds, mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. that aren't praiseworthy? We don't we justify all that stuff. And and I'm not, you know, trying to condemn anybody out there, but I'm just being honest. What are we filling our minds mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. and our thinking? It's it, it does it does start with that uh, being aware yes. of, of what you're 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 grateful for and of course there there is a significant amount of pressure from the world around us to to towards discontentment towards hey Completely. you don't have this stuff you need this well, stuff well and i you, think we're yeah. in a really i know i cut you off but i like i'm passionate <laughs> about this i just felt this morning we are under bombardment so, you know we're our constant contentment is under attack well and we we, we see that just even collo- colloquial can i say colloquial i can't even say that <laughs> word but colloquial you know keeping up with the joneses is really a comment on contentment i mean you know in the sense of when we yes. look at it from the perspective there's nothing wrong with the joneses by the way it's that idea that hey be content with what you have and you know the reality is is when we we look back in scripture again go back to the old testament and you know in the old testament the bible says hey don't covet your neighbor's wife your neighbor's horse your neighbor's you know whatever it is way back then and yes. and it was an issue back then so it's not a new issue it's not like oh we're in the 21st century and this is a new challenge the church has to deal with 
that was way back when. This has been part of our, and it is truly an attitude. Yes, and it's stuff we deal with all the time. I mean, there's so much in what Dave just said, because we could go off on the coveting tangent, um, but we're not (laughs) going to do that. We're talking about gratitude and contentment. Yes, we're not going to, which is related, because if you're not content, then often we're coveting, or one leads to the other. But for the sake of this morning, we're just going to keep going with these verses. So, um, because the cool part is, so Paul says... Rejoice. He says, give all your cares to God with thanksgiving. Know that God is near. God's peace is going to be with you. Meditate on what is good. And then he tells the Philippians, I have learned to be content. I have learned it. I've learned to be content in every situation, in hardship, in in wealth, in plenty. And then there's the famous verse that says, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, often we attach that verse. Well, how could he be content? Well, he could do it through Christ. Great. But how did he do it practically? See, I'm pounding the table. How did he do it practically? Well, I see for the for in a new light today that he could do it because he was rejoicing. He could do it. He could be content because he was grateful. And I don't know if I've ever heard anyone teach me that. Uh, except the Lord this morning, I guess, that the two are related. His contentment, his learning to be content, I think is attached to the verses before it. And the beautiful part of, if you keep reading, he then goes and thanks the Philippians for their generous gift toward him personally. But he doesn't thank them for the gift. He thanks them for what it's counted to them as, which is obedience. Mm -hmm. They were obedient to the Lord, and that's what he rejoices in. He's actually not rejoicing in the stuff, Mm -hmm. which is so often another avenue we think of. We think, well, we're going to be grateful. Let's be grateful for all the stuff we have. Well, Well, what about the deeper things that we're seeing. What about the deeper things of love and goodness and generosity and that, and that this, these people gave and were obedient and that's what thrilled Paul's heart. So it's a little bit like there's a momentum that happens. You know, we be thankful. It leads to contentment, which then can be more thankful and 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 grateful for yes. for and then it leads to contentment and then we're grateful and then it leads to contentment right. and it's it's in a sense this this momentum that begins to build and and you know one of the things we we like to do and we'll get to that at the end of the show but we like to have some practical stuff we want to actually yes. begin that momentum because as we we already pointed out, this is not a new phenomena to humankind to be you know unforgiving or sorry un- unforgiving yes, yes. but uh, unthank you know unthankful can I say unthankful yeah, okay sure. unthankful to be ungrateful to be um, discontent in and and you know we we look at that and we go. Let's apply to our finances because, as we've we've said, this is we're going to talk money. But we know that what happens in our bank book, what happens in our bank account, is also a reflection of what's going on in our heart. So if you're saying, "Hey, I'm a pretty content guy," great. Um, it should be reflected in how you're spending your money, how, what you're grateful for and thankful for will certainly be an attitude, but we can actually even see that in how the money's spent. Look at your last three months. 
worth of bank statements and look at it from the the context of a of gratefulness thankfulness are you grateful for that electricity bill that's just come in well ontario <laughs> residents have an issue that and we have our own hydro story sure. but we we won't share that today <laughs> but i can just say that for the first but I am, time i am grateful for I'm, hydro i am uh, grateful for hydro and i'm grateful for that for the first time in five years we have a normal electricity bill that actually has been billed and we could pay it and there's no strings attached and <laughs> no one to call and we don't have to hound anybody down see see can you hear that little bit of bitterness in there about hydro but so we're grateful and uh, we're content with yes, the current bill yes <laughs> yes we are anyway dave and i certainly this is not i could tell you stories from our own last six weeks of things that we've had to rise above and be thankful for in the midst of adversity. We're not saying that life is rosy and we're not even saying that this is about happiness. Mm-hmm. There's there's meaning in life. There are things to learn. There are, are ways to grow and we can choose dissatisfaction. We can choose the negative path or we can choose even even just saying to the Lord, God, help me be grateful. I don't know how to do this. You might have grown up in a home that no one was ever thankful. You maybe had life circumstances where you just think, you know what? My life sucked and I'm not, I'm not going to be thankful for anything because life is just too hard. And you know, I want to I want to bring this a little bit back to the, the the theme we've been on in terms of generosity and and how again that that manifests itself in contentment in gratitude because as Paul writes, there are times where we are going to have a need. There are times where we are actually going to receive something from from the Lord from someone else and. Being content and grateful when that happens is, I think most of us can say, hey, if, if I receive, say, I don't know, 150 bucks out of the blue from someone, I'm going to be thankful and grateful for that. Or at the time of Christmas, I'm going to receive a gift. I can be thankful and grateful for that. But when we then on the other side, as Paul writes, there are times where you have more than you need. Mm. And can you give out of that contentment? Can you give, in a sense, saying, thank you, Lord, that I have more than I need. Right. So the, so you're saying that the contentment and the gratitude will lead, lead us into giving. It will. It, because it, we, it's an overflow, and it follows the heart of God, really. I love that. I lo- it's an overflow. It, it really is, is, you know... Again, there's this momentum that builds. We've got gratitude, working on contentment, but the overflow of that momentum does lead to generosity. It does lead to us going, boy, am I ever thankful and grateful for for what I've got? And then, you know, here's the caution. We want to look around to our neighbors. We want to look around to those people in need and go, okay. I might sacrifice some of the stuff I have or some of the money I have or some of the whatever I have to meet the need of my neighbor. Great. And that that may be a sacrifice, but we can still be content in that. We can still, in a sense, the foundation of, of gratitude and contentment then would lead to, to generosity and, in a sense, reinforce what Paul's written about saying it really comes down to equality. When you've got more than you need, we need to be content with what we have and share the excess. 
but not even I, I I would say share what you have that's not mm-hmm. excess or making a sacrifice that you're so grateful to you're so grateful to the Lord who who am I who am I not to help even mm-hmm. share my meal mm-hmm. who am I not to give so you may feel like you have only five loaves and two fish well, you look up to the Lord and say, and what happens when 10 people show up on your doorstep and want food to eat? Mm-hmm. Now, that may not happen at your house, but it does happen at mine. And I have I have always a lot of food to provide. That And the, I'm grateful for that. I'm very <laughs> thankful for that. And I would say there's I can provide out of my excess, but sometimes it takes work. Sometimes it, it takes me saying, I'm choosing not to grumble by feeding 10 extra people. And I'm mm-hmm. going to enjoy this time. I'm going to do with what I've got. And sometimes you have to make up a recipe at the last minute. But that's that's really what, what it's about. It's it's contentment. It's relationship because it's relationship with the father, but it's also relationship with other people. That contentment, that gratitude that leads to generosity opens our hearts up to love people. And that's the second commandment. Mm-hmm. Actually, it opens our hearts up more and more to the father because the father is a God of generosity. He's a God of contentment. He's a God of gratitude. He's the one that models it for us. I'm not sure it's in the list of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, we got peace, joy, <laughs> patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. I think contentment should be in there. Uh, uh, I don't want to add to no, Scripture. Right? I don't want to do that. But I certainly see it as, a, um, as an evidence of the spirit of of God at work in, in a in a person's life or in a family that that they are thankful and grateful and and content in a sense of saying wow look look how I've been cared for look for how I've been taken care of when I have a need um, and and so that does lead us but even still I think it goes even deeper than that I you know we can be thankful for our stuff well here yeah we got lots of stuff. But what happens when you're in adversity? What happens when your your bank account's empty? What happens? Well, what do you do then? Like we've had those moments in the last ten years. What happens when you're uh, circumstantially? You're like, hmm. There's not. There's you know. I I don't see God's provision. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing my neighbor love me. I'm I'm in a uh, conflict with him. How do you how do you rise up? Like are am I content in those situations? You know, James wrote it, you know, the first book, the first verse of that book was, you know, consider it all joy when you go through various trials. Like, do we do that? We hear these verses over and over as the people of God. And are we really doing it? So this is my question to me and to us and to you, Dave. Are we content? Are we content? And if we're not, if we're not at peace, then we have to ask why and how, what do we do about it? And this verse tells us that we can be grateful. There is a video I watched. Um, I, I've never been on his website before. It's you need a budget. Now, we don't really use the word budget more than enough, but he's got a, it's a business. You need a budget and it's on, online. But he did this. Um, made this little video about the relationship between contentment and gratitude. And this is a secular uh, Mm -hmm. place to go. This isn't even scriptural, and he's saying it here. And he says that through his experience to seeing people work with budgets, 
They're always more successful when people are content because people are content with the pace. People are content with where they're at. They're in it for the long haul. And sometimes those thoughts, you're content with the pace of your life. You're content with the, in the long haul that you know you're in this life. You're in, on this journey of contentment and gratitude. And you can uh, seek God's help for becoming more content and grateful. It doesn't happen overnight. I think, I, and you know, going back to, and I think it was Jesse Meckham. I think I, yeah. I'm saying his name uh, has that video uh, on you need a budget. And again, we're love to promote the resources to say, hey, but interesting that he makes the comment that you're actually more successful with money, you know, money yes. management, yes. when you're content. Now, yes. when I say it like that, that makes total sense. Right? It, it really does. It's like, hey, wait a minute. If I'm content, if I'm content with where I'm at in life, if I'm content with, with you know, things that are going on, I'm not going to run out and spend money on stuff that are trying to fill the void, that right. are trying to fill me up with stuff. And then all of a sudden we blow the budget. We blow the, the, the financial side of things. Well, wait a minute. And, and so in a lot of ways, the observation that Jesse makes doesn't surprise me i mean no. because scripture talks about it but what i love about going back to what paul says he says i have learned to be content right. and i think this is what i want to pick up as we come up to the end of the show today is it is a process of learning to be content mm -hmm. it's yes i there are some people that are more grateful or more thankful or or have contentment as part of their their uh, mm -hmm. dna i know they're more positive <laughs> than others their <laughs> dna oh, but really on it paul still writes i have learned to be content and so i i think that's a journey that never ends and i guess we need to be content <laughs> with the idea yeah, that we're that, on a journey that we're on a journey of contentment so it's and, okay and today gratitude. that i wake up a little grumpy and then i have to rally myself with the lord mm -hmm. and I, I guess for me the reminder for me this morning and a practical i guess there's a few practical things we're going to throw out there and he mentions it in philippians 4 this morning the lord is near and he says it in in Hebrews 13 again mm -hmm. be content with what you have for have I not told you that I will never leave you or forsake mm -hmm. you contentment is is comes out of gratitude but contentment also comes out of knowing that God is near so even though you're going through various trials this morning don't be dismayed God is near you and and you may not even feel it but you can trust him and turn to him and just and ask for him to intervene so that you will know his arms around you. You will mm -hmm. know what that contentment feels mm -hmm. like because we can have it in our heads, but if we, we've got to know it. And so, you know, maybe the first practical step, if we want to get practical, okay. is, is what do you focus on? Mm -hmm. Right. What did you do this morning? You did something practical to shift your focus from, yeah. discontentment not being grateful you did something you I mentioned got, it earlier I, I was up early i went and poured myself a coffee got my bible my journal and i poured out the vinegar mm -hmm. and i and out of that time 
and focused on on, on the Lord, on the Lord yes, right? and His so, Word and who He is. So you know, there's a bunch of things there for those that are that are practical. One is, is you know, you if you're a runner, you get up a little early, go for a run, and just have a talk with Jesus. You know, or if you're a writer and a I, journaler, yeah. then get up, open your Bible, just start writing it out. Get the journal out. Commit in a sense. Commit to being content. Right. right? And, and that does take focus because our contentment doesn't come necessarily from ourselves. No. It comes from the Lord. And that's what you said. You right. said, the scripture says, the Lord, Lord is, is near. near. And so our contentment comes from the Lord and recognizing that we need to commit to being content. So practically, I'm going to commit tomorrow morning to being content. What does that look like? Well, it might look totally different for you, for me, for someone else. But the focus is that I'm going to recognize that the Lord is near. And out of that, there's two other things that have come over the last 20 years of my life. One was a Beth Moore study Mm -hmm. where she had uh, encouraged us, a lot of you ladies out there probably listen to Beth Moore. Oh, come on. I'll I'll confess, (laughs) I'm a little bit of a closet Beth Moore guy, just a little bit. (laughs) It's because he sees the good stuff that it brought into my life. Anyway, um, she had this journal called the God Stop Journal. It's savoring the observable presence. Stop. S-T-O-P. Savoring the observable presence. So every night you go to bed and you look back and you ask God to show you where his hand was working in your day. And I'm going to take that one a little bit further because I think this is really important, that we speak it out loud. Yes. So do it to your kids. You you have to recognize the God stop. Yes. But speak it, you know, say to your kids, hey, did you, did you re... This is what God stopped me in today. Say it to your husband. Say it to the air around you if there's yes. nobody around. We need to... We need to Speak that out. So there's practical step number two. Number one, commit. Practical step number two is is say it out loud. It may be, and I'll challenge you, say thank you ten times today. Well, and and that was the other one. Anne Voskamp, all these ladies know, I think it's called 1,000 Gifts. Well, she had a journal, and she would journal a 1,000 things, and she challenges people all over the world to just start writing on pieces of paper or mm-hmm. saying it out mm-hmm. loud all over anything you're thankful for from the sunset to a clean floor in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we had a great sunset. We only have a few minutes sunrise, left. Sunrise this a, morning. We had a great sunrise this morning. Yes. Uh, but we only have a few minutes left. Okay. So wanna want to just review that. We've been talking about gratitude and contentment. Mm-hmm. A little bit of our, in a sense, a wrap up of the whole idea of generosity that we've been focused on the last number of weeks. There are five shows that if you didn't get the the mm. the gratitude you need to listen to those shows they're on chri.ca they're on more than enough big announcement coming up I can announce it I now. Think so. I you can, can announce oh, yeah, it now. It's already there. We're out on there. iTunes now. You can download the podcast on iTunes. We're excited about that. So all the Let's Talk Money shows, just search Let's Talk Money and look for Dave and Reb. Yeah. Our pictures are there. Yes. So pretty cool. Um, so And then share it with your friends. Uh, we think that Let's Talk Money 
is worth sharing. So, you know, in in uh, in terms of our gratitude towards you, it's yes. our gift to you today. And I would today. say that we are grateful today to mm-hmm. you who listen to us and the encouragement that we hear on the road and running into people, especially the thoughts. Um, uh, we had a little bit of a fire in our office building last uh, earlier this month. So um, we've been relocated and we have lots to be grateful for, for all kinds of people who've been helping through that. So, so I want to wrap up the show by saying, Thank you. Thank you to you, the listeners. Thank you, Reb, for joining me. Thank you for making the, 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 the show. Uh, Dan, our producer, mm-hmm. CHRI, the radio show. I mean, we've been talking about it, and I just want to do it. I, I think there's four thank yous right there, so I'm way <laughs> ahead. So let's just pray. Lord, we want to... We want to end this show by saying thank you to you. You make all things possible. You make this radio show possible. You you give us the things we need for for doing this. What a gift that we have in that. So, Lord, we want to say thank you to you for the practical stuff, but I want to say thank you to you for giving us life, Rebecca and I. What a gift that is to us that we can experience life and life abundantly through Jesus Christ. And so, thank you. Lord, thank you, the listeners, and thank you for your grace and your compassion to us. In Jesus' name. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.